like him a lot. I think he'll be special. Back tonight. Oh, Stevie J was run down. Oh, he was messing around. Sammy Johnny needed a little inkling. He got him. Mate, you just nailed it. Seeing as we've turned this into a bit of a uh, snack food reference over the off season. Right. Um, yeah. By the way, have, you have the tubes. I know. It's exactly what I was going to go. <laughs> you haven't sourced them yet. Hold on. I'm going to suss it out now. Right. Um, yeah, she's driving. You won't get a message. No, no, but she, she has to go past it in the way to her house. Right. Okay. So I was going to take a photo of the label. As soon as you do, and then you've got to tweet it straight to Warney because he'll yep, be all about exactly. it. Exactly. Um, I thought I'd give my review of. Uh, yeah, if you listen to any of the podcasts you weren't on, you'd know exactly what we're talking about. Um, These guys didn't. Uh, I thought I'd do my review of energy drinks. Yep. Because I can't do um, a podcast without them. Because there's a long history of energy drinks. You see how they go through. True. So it always starts with Red Bull. Like, because they're, mm. they're undoubtedly the leader when it comes to but energy. I got a question yeah. first up. Like, in your research, did they start out as steroids? Like, surely they had to start out as energy drinks. It's like pre-workout, which most of steroids. Did... I think they Did sort of, Red Bull start out as steroids? Yeah, like or energy drinks, not Red Bull, energy drinks. I think oh. they sort of started out as medicine, like the um, health drinks, you know, with weird Asahi berries and all that shit. Like the first mother that tasted like that bitter Asahi taste and it was just nah. No, I'm pretty sure they started out as soft drinks and then they just slapped the energy label on them and then just charged double. Well, so I'm pretty sure that's where it is. Because the Red Bull was actually Thai, yeah? I was actually a Thai yeah. dude who invented it, was, it and owned it until Dietrich Mateschitz went and bought half of it. Yeah, it was a Thai medicine for recovering from jet lag. Yeah. Uh, some story I heard was it was the, the tut tut. I don't want to ruin your story anyway. So <laughs> no, we've already gone halfway through it. But, right. Um, yeah, so I was pretty sure that the marketing side of it was that they weren't steroids or medicine or anything like that. It was yep. just soft drink. Oh, yeah, yeah. Soft drink that they figured out how to pay double for. Right, yeah. Fucking genius when you think about it. Almost like, what was the vodka? Was it Gregor's vodka? Yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. It was cheap as shit, and then they put it into wooden crates, rebranded yeah. it, and sold it for... Double the price, yeah. and it sold the hotcakes. And people still... Yeah, anyway. Um, so... Uh, Actually, I think there was Jolt Cola, which was the double caffeine. Yeah, yeah I remember that's true. So yeah. the, it sort of came out for a little bit and then fucked off yeah. because it just tasted like really, really fizzy Coke. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so Red Bull uh, obviously leads the category. Um, and yep. the reason I got into Red Bull was playing all-night poker. I found that if you had a Red Bull about three hours in, you yep. kick it right through 7 a.m., no worries. Yep. We moved on to backgammon by then. Yeah, I mean, it's a smart move because generally playing poker, meth's too strong. <laughs> Generally, and, if you're playing you, poker, just, you end up talking and just giving away too many tells and we put you to sleep so you know <laughs> nice meeting um, so but the problem with Red Bull is it used to come in a bottle and that was awesome yeah like Gatorade yeah yeah. remember mm, Gatorade used mm, to come in glass better bottles better in a bottle um, it's not the same in a can no it's not and plastic that's just stupid Jeez, I'm yep. struggling to remember the Red Bull bottle no, no, it was the dark glass, yeah? yeah it was, yeah, it was. Yeah. You can still get glass. it in some places. Oh, you got to look for it then. you got to yeah. really look for it because most of the places have the aluminium bottle, yeah. which is yeah. stupid again. Um, so standard, Red Bull, I, I kind of consider as the standard now. Like, yeah. If you're above that, you've really done something well. If you're below it, you may as well not exist. Yeah, we'll get this. When I worked at Adelaide Casino, they had two vending machines. One was full yeah. of just those... Two dose no dose yep. packets, like they usually see a, a service station. Yes, and the other one was just full of Red Bull. And seriously, they would just be have to refilled at least every two days. Yeah, uh, weekends every day the Red Bull and the no dose one would have to be filled. I'm pretty sure uh, those 
you know those, those tiny capsules, the four-hour energy ones that are oh, really, yeah, yeah. really syrup? I saw some of no, them, them next to... At, energy shots. At, at Servos. Right. Yeah, the energy shots. Okay. Yep. They're fucking hideous. Um, yep. I saw them next to one of those glow sticks. I'm pretty sure it's the same <laughs> shit. <laughs> well, there was a, a big story about, um, on one of the motoring, motoring forums I go on, a guy's said, you know, I got uh, some NOS fuel enhancer and put it in my motorbike and the fucking thing won't start. You know, what the fuck's going on? And they're like, well, you know, did you have the big uh, bottle, the little bottle? He's like, no, no, the can. They're like, the can? So he's he's like, it- yeah, yeah, the can. You know, it was like two for five bucks. Like, it's about 20 bucks a bottle. What the fuck you done? And he took a picture. It's the NOS energy drink. <laughs> yeah. Energy drink he's yeah. thrown it in the thing and it's, it's just fucked the engine, obviously. It's gone through all the sugar and everyone's just pissed themselves off. Because I remember that actually started out on a, a motorcycle forum, I'm yeah, pretty yeah. sure it was. And we were members of Skylines Australia forum and it got around to pretty yeah, much any high well, performance forum made around there. And he was the laughing stock of the internet for Oh yeah, because you see the the traffic and people are like, oh yeah, you know, one post a day kind of thing in response. And all of a sudden it's like, yeah. wait, you put an energy drink yeah. in your engine? All of a sudden- and it's, page after page of people going you know uh equatorial guineas motoring tuk-tuk federation is laughing at you and yeah all that shit you may laugh but that's where red bull got the idea to go into motorsport <laughs> <laughs> and, and the thing is that was before like facebook and that was that popular where you just be able to tag a person in the comments and yeah. they'd see it. you'd have mm. to actually make try and direct them to a forum to, to see it to go yeah um so oh, yeah. i was just that does remind me of another story yep same sort of route um bodybuilding.com forum We've already told this one. Oh, you've already told this one? I don't know. Yeah, you have. About it, the bloke shooting it up in his ass. Oh, there you go, done. Oh, yeah, right. yep. <laughs> we can edit that and move along then. Um, so, with Red Bull, but there are a couple of different flavours. Um, and the sugar-free one, it's shit. Shit. Yeah, shit. No yep. one likes it. But mm-hmm. I found, I discovered tonight that there is uh, Red Bull Zero. Yes. Which, not bad. I get it all right. Well, yeah. here's the thing is that if you're after a quick fix of energy and still you're against sugar, maybe try fruit. <laughs> you know what I mean? More well, sugar, technically, sugar, fruit's fruit. got fruit. Yeah, first, but it's but natural sugar. Natural, natural sugar. <laughs> <laughs> natural sugar. So I'd imagine if you're trying to get a quick burst of energy, sugar's probably what you're after. Well, that's it. I mean, there's yeah. all the marketing around you, the taurine and ginseng and all this shit. Yeah. It's sugar and caffeine. That's all that matters. Exactly. But yep. fully aware of that, so I'm happy with it. And I say they're sucking down a pretty much a paste of coffee. So, yeah, you could do that, but you know, I don't drink coffee. I mean, I am. No, normally I am. <laughs> um, that's so a bowl. Red Bull Zero. Not too bad. That's true. It gets a pass mark. Yeah. Um, now, we, you mentioned Mother, which yep. is um, Coca-Cola Amatil's mm. foray into it. Yeah. And I remember... Somewhat like misguided, said, some would say. The first iteration of Mother when it came out. One good thing they did do was a glass bottle. And I thought, yeah, I like Red Bull. I'll give it a go. And yep. I tried one, and I reckon I had one sip, and I went, oh, no. Nah, yeah. Should on. have been called Mother-in-Law. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I don't mind Asahi Berry, so I didn't find it so bad, but I could definitely see why people would fucking hate it well I had one sip and I went nah that can't be right yep. so I had another one and went well that's it I'm done yep. and just threw it straight out that night at, at the poker game again there was another guy there who always drank Red Bulls the same as me and uh, he said oh I had this mother and I, I thought I'll give it a shot and he hadn't opened it yet I said you haven't tried it yet he goes nah mm-hmm. I go I bet you 10 bucks you won't finish it right and he had a drink and went oh <laughs> and he thought about it. <laughs> How bad a, do I want this? He had bucks? another two drinks. He paid me ten dollars not to drink the drink he'd already paid five dollars for. That's how bad it was. Um, so then, you know, I like that Coke actually came out and went, "Yeah, kind of sucked in it." And then they brought out a new one, doubled the size of the can and half the price. Uh, and the marketing was, we know yeah, the last one sucked. Yeah. 
But how much better does that work than people going, oh, no, it's right. It's just the audience doesn't understand. Yeah, who would have thought consumers appreciate honesty? Um, and, or at least a funny joke. And yeah. then you mother, it's, yeah, it's okay. It's not offensive. It's like really fizzy lemonade. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, anyway, and it's cheap. So then we go on to V. Because yep. I think V was one of the early ones on the market as well. Yeah, yeah and yep. still a pretty dominant brand. Like yep. Not to Red Bull level, but uh, yep. I think V is actually Kiwi. I got no idea. No yeah, idea. I think so. I'd yeah. say it's probably second in the Australian market, having done no research, but just by share of fridge. Yep. Um, well, yeah, I've checked out my fridge, and yeah, it'd be the second. Sec- uh, I'm always out, so standard, I love it. Standard V, not really that keen on it. Yeah. Um, blue sh- V. Sugar free. Yeah. Um, eh, no, blue not really. V's my favorite of the Vs. See, yep. my problem with V is their limited edition flavors are fucking awesome. Yeah. Like there was, uh, I think it was called Kaboom. And there was another yeah. one that was the same. The, the, the Kaboom might have been the double caffeine one, or there was. I had I the. Who was the famous artist who did like car, yes. old school cartoon yep. pictures? It was that style, yeah. That yeah. guy, yeah, yeah, I don't know. They were yeah. both awesome, and then yeah. they're gone. Yeah. Um, now they got the one called Carnival out. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty damn good. Yeah. So the problem is they, they know how to make good flavors. Yeah. It's just they're limited edition ones, and then they fuck off. Well, that's like KFC when they try and make Zinger chicken a limited edition thing, but they bring it back every summer. It's like you oh, fucked hard, yeah. whatever it was. Yeah. You fucked hard. Just leave it there. Well, just I reckon give it to us the whole time and shut. The f- like like Mac has done breakfast all, yes, all day. Yes, I was now. about to say that exactly. Mac has went. We're going to try twenty four hour breakfast in three locations. Mm. Meanwhile, every motherfucker hasn't read three locations and has gone to Mac. Has gone. Yeah, I'll have my bacon and sausage McMuffin or whatever. And everyone's like, uh, we don't do it. And suddenly they've gone. Oh yeah, uh, we'll do that now. Good idea. I had Macca's breakfast at 4pm yesterday. It was great. Yeah, and the other good thing that they've done is they've allowed the customers to circumvent the retards working behind the counter <laughs> and just make your own order in a touchscreen yourself. Yep. And then you just don't have to deal with people fucking up your order as much. As much. Yeah. Say, it's as long as you get the right one, which, you know, yeah. 81, above 18, jacks. I don't know. Okay, we'll work backwards on this. Yep. So McDonald's, um, they're going to quit um, all day breakfast in about six months when there's a stick of crackheads coming in and busting up the joint. This is true. <laughs> Go back to KFC. Um, now, the hot and spicy, which they bring out for limited times all the na- all, all the time, and it comes and goes. Because yep. um, they brought it out as like part of their menu once. Yeah. Um, permanently. Right. And I think they they saw sales go up and then yep. they just drop off. Right. They go right. If we bring it back, the sales spike and then we yep. fuck it off bef- just before it drops. Right. Um, so it gives people that people that come in all the time and then. So it's like the buy ho sell lie. Buy ho sell lie. Buy ho sell lie. Yep. Buy hoes and sell lies. Yep. <laughs> Actually, that sounds about right. <laughs> That's called being a pimp. <laughs> she love you, man. She suck your dick. She love you for life. <laughs> I don't know why, why that was American accent. I, that was American. <laughs> uh, I wasn't Australian. That, that's the only accent I got. So, um, so on to Monster. Yep. Shit. Don't yeah. worry about. The only th- smart thing Monster ever did was the little can. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, can, the seal. You can seal it. You can slide the seal back. Oh on. yeah, yeah. yeah it works was, a fucking treat. That design yeah. is genius, it's, especially if you drink in the car a lot, like I tend yeah. to do. Yeah, and they also sponsored uh, Ronda Rousey's right tit. Yeah, that's so, right. You know, respect for that. Yeah, well done. If you're a Red Bull, you'd be going both of Misha's. <laughs> <laughs> now in bigger cans. <laughs> Self high five. Um, then there's Rockstar. It's just like, never had one. Yeah, never had one. Yeah, yeah. I, I I had some for free. Um, but I appreciate what they event. sponsor. Yeah, you know, it's not bad. They do okay, but it is like fairy floss in right. a can. Yeah. It is like, I mean, all of them have a fuck ton of sugar, but this one's just gone. It's not even trying to hide it. Yep. It's just fucking there it is. Take that. Yep. Um, so that's, yeah. But undoubtedly. And I wonder if you could do that. 
Well, you know, you get the spun sugar for fairy floss. They could oh, yeah. literally pour that can in there. Would it spin out and, I don't know, have... Oh, I see what you mean. Like, if, actually put, fairy floss. if you actually put it in the fairy floss spinning machine, yeah. would you be able to, like, dry it out and it would actually turn... I reckon you uh, I reckon... That's a, a market. I reckon it would. I reckon yeah. it Because the amount of sugar it's they got in them... a way to do it. All right. You'd have to heat the bottom of the fairy floss spindle or whatever it is so that it evaporates all the liquid. Okay, 11 months till Stereosonic. We'll fucking make this work. <laughs> I don't think Stereosonic's coming back. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but undoubtedly, the best energy drink is Red Eye. Yes. Now, yep. um, I found out that it because it wasn't available where we grew up, yep. um, apparently here it's the drink that teenagers have when they can't have beer. Then again, neither was fresh water. No, not really. Um, <laughs> or non-frozen seafood. But the only reason I ever got onto Red Eye was the fact that it was still sold in a bottle, in a yep. glass bottle. Yeah. And it's fucking available for cheap at Woolies and Coles. Yeah. Two bucks at the moment. Um, and if you're ice cold, it's fucking awesome. I'll give you the hot... Yeah, keep going. I'll give you the hot tip. Some of the staff at some of the Coles are onto it. So what they do is they grab it off the shelf and they put it at the back, back. of the, the <laughs> yep. coolers for their break. It's not just the staff that do that. Yeah, but that's the first place you want to check you're going to grab one. Yep. Just check out like those... those uh, near the counter little fridges and you'll yep. find one at the back from a sneaky little pro- trolley pusher who's just got his little brake sorted out there so fucking I'll, I'll validate that too because I was grabbing something the other day and only grabbed four or five at a time Yeah, and the guy was stacking the shelf Yeah, and he looked over and he's like hey check uh, check where the milk is behind Rev what a champion and yep. I'm like thanks and go over there sure enough there's one snuck in there fucking beauty that's oh, for the I'm way I'm guessing home. this was uh, Mitchum Coles yeah, the one with Jesse Hogan told me to fuck off. <laughs> well, actually, he kind of ignored me. But the story gets better. Next time we'll see him, we'll tell him to fuck off. We'll see. <laughs> He'll just be confused. Like, hey, fuck. fuck off. And he'll be like, do they talk, what, huh? Plays for Melbourne, he'd be used to it. <laughs> his, own, not- his own fans by half time. <laughs> the staff at Mitchell Cole is telling that. <laughs> um, see, I've found a red eye in the in the fridge once yep. so now every time I buy like if I'm going to buy four I, I take five leave one in the fridge yep right. good pay, pay it forward pay it, I forward. pay it forward I like the way mm. you're thinking mm. I like the way mm. you're thinking see I've actually um, emailed Red Eye several times over the last couple of years just to get any kind of contact so they do have yep. a website but they don't do nothing yeah. on it um, but no nah, never any nah. ne- never any um, contact back yeah you need to start a Facebook page and at least get a thousand members and just bombard oh, do they have a Facebook page no nah. uh, well there goes that idea I'm pretty sure all they do is sell a couple of cartons to, you know, Coles and Woolies and then the odd um, IGA here and there. Yeah. I found it, I think, at some cafe, random fucking milk bars and shit. Oh, uh, yeah. Here and there. But otherwise, it's just, they're just the ghosts. Yeah. The ghosts of the energy drink world. So that's my rundown of energy drink market. Um, because, yeah, uh, like I said, keeps you going um, when you're playing all night poker. And if I remember correctly, um, Jason Muse who's yep. uh, Jay from Jay and Silent Bob. Yep. He used Red Bull to get off crack. Jesus. Yeah, that got him off. So. Anyway, it's his own methadone yeah. program. Yeah, he used to go like through 15 cans a day or something like that when he was trying to get off uh, heroin and whatnot. Yeah. I mean, no wonder he never shut up. Yeah, the worst part is just trying to shoot it all up. Yeah. <laughs> it takes a while. You can't get a big enough syringe. You can if you uh, if you got the right attitude. You can. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he's got one that you just jack it in the bottom of the can. <laughs> he's blowing it. <laughs> yeah, all right. Do we want to talk about footy? Um, we got a bit of footy. Yeah, yeah, the players have actually done the right thing by us and given us some actual controversy that it would make the news during the season proper. Well, players, uh, say journalists, have given us they've built, beaten up a bit of uh, controversy. Well, I mean, let, let's go straight to the news of the day. Poor old uh, Dusty Martin. 
Um, he's got drunk. He's threatened to stab uh, a customer with a chopstick. <laughs> yeah, this, this is like this is like someone reporting that today a dog barked. <laughs> well, Dusty Martin's threatened to stab someone. It's sure just, is. Of course. It's every day, you know. It's, first off, I was just surprised they had chopsticks at Richmond Kebab House. Yeah, so sorry. it was sorry. funny how the um, story came out that... Uh, you know, he threatened to stab someone and all the comments were, oh, I bet you she's just going for a story, you know, there's nothing in it. <laughs> yeah. And Dustin Martin's immediately gone, yeah, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, because <laughs> the story was, he, uh, she saw him going in the bathroom a few times, which, I mean, for Dusty, it's good etiquette. At least he went to the bathroom this time before he did his shit. <laughs> and, and so he's going, what, you're going to do on the club? And then she's going, well, yeah, I'm going to ring up on Monday. And so apparently he slammed his hand against the wall next to her and held a chopstick overhead and said, I'm going to stab you. Which coming from, make it better. Coming from someone like that seems to be a reasonable course of action. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Imagine when he went home, though. He's like, oh, she's still going to call up the pub, uh, the club. I try to convince her and everything. I thought I was really quite nice about it all. <laughs> but I thought it funny that he's come out and said, Regret- regrettably, I was intoxicated, and that in <laughs> itself is completely unacceptable. <laughs> like, it's all right to be sorry, but now you're just being unbelievable. Like, this is not sincere when you say something like that. Now. Yeah. I mean, was that a you know autocorrect? You got in there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it. Like, we expect you not to be intoxicated during the season from Friday through to Sunday. Everything else, that's your own time, man. That's your own life. It's all cool to be happy about that. But be sorry. Try and be at least pretend to be genuinely sorry about the things that you should be genuinely sorry for. I think he doesn't understand what he's supposed to be sorry about. So he's going, all right, I'm just going to cover everything. Yep. I'm sorry for all of it. Also, like when this kind of stuff happens, they uh, in in the stories, they always go back and grab. You know, he, he, by the way, he also got drunk once in twenty eleven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, he missed a train. My name's Troy like, McClure. You yeah. might remember from such films as. <laughs> Let's bring up that sort of uh, in the past. I'm shit. a cunt who doesn't forget shit and keeps on bringing it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, fuck poor me. old Dusty. It is funny though. Like, imagine being one of the people at the club, and they're like, "All right, Dusty, you fucking try to stab this bitch with a uh, can chopstick." chopstick. chopstick. Oh yeah, I'm sorry I got drunk. Well, yeah, that that's that's a good point, but also the stabbing people—that's also unacceptable, Dusty. Right? No, get drunk. No, stab people. Gotcha. Going out of the toilets. Fine. Well, I mean, he's on the piss, mate. Once you break the seal, <laughs> well, this is true. And I, I, what I feel sorry for is Dan Connors, who no matter Dusty does <laughs> something the wrong, they always bring up Dan Connors. But Dan Connors didn't do half a shit wrong as what Dusty's done. It. He got right. the fucking ass. So. Yeah. Well, you know what his issue was. Couldn't get Being friends with Dusty. Not as good. <laughs> if, if it was Brett Delidio out there on the piss with Dusty, it'd be the same. He'd be right. Hey, if it was Brett Delidio and Dustin Martin out there doing anything, the whole club would be like, whatever they're doing, go do it. Yeah. Like, I, want, I want to see Alex Rance on the piss with Dusty. I want to see what happens then. Well, he's, he's, uh, he's rehearsing. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because uh, what's it called? It's coming out to Book of Mormon comes yeah. out in, in June. June, yeah, he's, he's practicing handing out his flyers at the front. Yeah, he's, oh, it's going to be a peak season for him. I, like I, was, I was watched the a part of version of um, Book of Mormon, and it was fucking hilarious. Yep. Everybody like, says, and like you were saying, it's good for the Mormons to to say, "Hey, this can be a really good thing for us." So yeah. let's not try and fight it. Let's go out the front. Well, you can't fight it. You can't stop it. So they've embraced it. And yeah. let's be honest: if anyone's used to being treated rudely, it's the Mormons. Yeah. Well, exactly. I mean. John Smith had to walk from New York to Utah just to find someone to listen to him. So, <laughs> right there, they got a lot of patience. Do you reckon Mormons, um, they'd have to be the masters of the knock-knock joke? They must know every single knock-knock joke there is. I would imagine they wrote them all. Yeah. Well, the ones they hear are probably ending with fuck off. Yeah, they're the good ones. This is true, yeah. So what else is going on in the world of AFL? We have oh, no, David yeah. Zaharakis. Yes. Um, he's made the smartest move of the off-season. 
And he's going, you know what? I don't trust Essendon at all. I'm going over to America. I'm training by myself. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like if he's not captain next year, then you're kidding yourself, Bombers. Well, in fairness, his his lack of trust in Essendon has kind of paid off for him a little bit. Absolutely, he's uh, largely escaped some of their present slash past issues. Well, he he largely escaped getting jacked up with whatever they were <laughs> doing to him. For those that don't know, he with the uh, Wada Asada scandal. Um, and all the injections. Zakarakis is one of the players that said, nah, you're not sticking that shit in me. Yeah. Uh, which just goes to show that a fear of needles can help you. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so he's gone off and decided to do his own little preseason. Um, he's come back and uh, I think some of the training that Essendon has started, they were wrestling on the beach. Mm, it's got, well, the old, got the old Hicks on route. Fair enough. And hey, there's there's worse ways you can model your train on. Well, I'm going to say, if they're taking that line in the sand shit seriously this year. They're <laughs> doing lots of them and getting ready for it. Maybe yeah. They, yeah. Or they just think they're going to play at ANZ Stadium in Sydney a lot. Not much grass going well, on up there. They're getting first in for the immigrant recruits. <laughs> <laughs> at the source. Yeah, come on, here we go, guys. Windy Hill. <laughs> Problem is, you don't, want to, you don't want to follow the Brazilian MMA guys too much because they've had their own issues with uh, random testing. A lot of it, yeah. But if the player's going to get on the Viagra and try and pass it off as... Uh, <laughs> this is true. Like Anderson Silva? Or, uh, or yeah. Anderson Machida? Or a- Anderson, Anderson Aldo? Aldo or, or whatever his name is these days? <laughs> Fuck me. Yeah, so not a bad idea to go off and train by yourself. I think it's a great idea. And the thing is, Zakharak has, has been one of those people that has always had the respect of the other clubs when hmm. mostly all of Essendon hasn't. Well, you can't knock him. Yeah, um, exactly. For for excluding himself from the program when he said, you know, I'm not confident enough in it. Yeah, Don't but even the way on. he goes about on field, like what's his, his debut? Yeah, it was the one in Anzac Day, kick the goal Day. to win. Yeah, kick the winning goal in the wet. From there on in, it's sort of um, has been a consistent public image of of what sort of person he is. But realistically, look through the Essendon team and think about: is he actually missing out on having a beer with any of them? So like, I don't even know who the Essendon team is anymore. They let me people go, and fuck knows who they brought in, but they. Recruit like 10 people or something stupid. Well, Joe Watson seems like a bit of a fucking sad sack. And, yeah, uh, well, you could have a beer with him because he had one during the season over at the Ashes. That's right, I did too. Yeah. I fucking would too if I was him. Um, you know, a lot of them just seem fucking defeated, to be honest, which isn't surprising, yeah. but I, I don't know if I'd really want a, a beer with any of them. So you were saying they had a wrestling and grappling session in Albert Park. In Albert Park, was it? It was on the on the beach or some shit. Apparently, yeah. on the stones in Albert Park. Um, I think really there was a fight going on, but it was Essendon. No one gave a shit. <laughs> they were like, eh, just wrestling, whatever. <laughs> the old, we were just wrestling, teach. Well, you saw what um, Bigfoot Silver was like when he was off the gear. Yeah. Fucking hopeless. So you kind of call it a fight, I guess. Um, also noticed that uh, Essendon finalised their uh, coaching panel this year and um, poor old Acker didn't get a gig. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, he, he said he was overqualified. Well, that, that was the feedback he got from it. Um, you know, isn't whatever. that the equivalent of "it's not you, it's me"? He's pretty close to it. Um, but I, I still maintain. I reckon if if he didn't try and coach the team from the yeah. first day he walked in, he'd actually be a real good asset. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, you know, when you get someone like Aki, you get all his knowledge, all his skills, and all of him. Yeah. Uh, yep. Everything else that goes with it, uh, which you know. Not pretending. If you could focus him just as a, a mentor for one or two players, he would be spectacular. Because uh, in terms of a complete package of a, a skilled player, there he's up there in very uh, rarefied company. Yeah, he's Brownlow medalist. Well, yeah, and one of the uh, more dominant teams of recent memory, an integral part of, and gee, either hand, either foot, very good football brain, but a bit of a football mouth too. 
Yeah, like I say, as soon as your um, mouth um, gets above your abilities, you start becoming a liability. But yeah, but he's even... done a lot of coaching, and he's decided, you know, that's what he's going to do. Yeah. But um, yeah, it would be, I don't think he'll get another gig at AFL level um, just because of everything else that goes with it. Yeah, I agree. And especially with coaching ranks, this tends to run with friends. I don't know if yeah. he has any. Yeah. And also with that, with people who are like, uh, there's no doubt he was one of the greatest to play his or invented his position more or less, where mm-hmm. he'd be almost a winger that would play on ball and go into full pocket kick goals more or less. Mm-hmm. And with someone that good and that dedicated to what they're doing, they're fucking crazy. They're insane. Yeah. Yep. So it's almost, it's innate in someone who's that good. And the example rings true to most people who reach that sort of echelon of individual greatness, like Michael Jordan and hmm. obviously lots of poker players, which we've talked about other yeah. podcasts and shit, yeah. The other thing is too that I could I could imagine him being workable if he's under a coach that is more, has more achievements than him. But there aren't many. Well, uh, and the yeah. one that I can think of was Voss, and he fucking hates him. Clarkson so. for actually no, no, him. he didn't win. No, Clarkson, more, more as a player. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, I, I mean, he was playing under Lee Matthews. Yeah, and that yeah. didn't work out. Yeah, so, I don't know sure. how high, it, it worked how out. You want to go? It worked out fair enough for a while. Yeah, but he did also get sacked mid-season. Yes, this is true. So, <laughs> but I, I, I guess didn't Lee as well. <laughs> Sorry, didn't Lee as well. No, no was that the other coach? No, he never got sacked. He actually um, he pulled up stumps a year early so they could get Voss. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because yeah. he said, uh, you know, if I was, it was, it was something along the lines of next year's going to be my last year, so I might as well make it now. Yeah. And Voss was a uh, assistant coach yeah. at West Coast for about five minutes. Yeah, it was, exactly. it was nice of Malthouse to do that too, at Collingwood. Yes. Well, speaking <laughs> well, speaking of Malthouse, speaking yeah. of Malthouse, he's got a new gig, oh, a new fuck. another coaching gig. Um, he's going to be the coach of the recruit this year, um, which I reckon is actually a good move. I mean, he's, but we all know Dale Tom's going to win it, so. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be one way for him to get another contract. Yeah, I mean, he's still he's odds-on favour at the moment. Yeah, so. Jesus, just have a look at the guys that go out in the early rounds, because if you can pick those guys up, you're doing fucking well. With Mick, I mean, last time he uh, finished up at uh, Collingwood, yeah, because he really finished, I don't know, two or three months early um, in, in yeah. the season. Yeah, he was brilliant, and his yeah. year or two as a media person or a, yep. in commentary, it was awesome. I really enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, it was almost uh, like Bomber Thompson with his one-year estimate. Yes, yeah, he just, um, he, he took it for, ah, this is what it is. Um, so if we get more of that Mick rather than grumpy Mick, yep. um, it's, I, I'm all for it because yeah. he's one of the most interesting persons behind the microphone. Yeah, and I think we got ripped off because he just hated that media so much that he wouldn't give him, he wouldn't give away too much because he knew that they were either going to misuse his trust or it was going to be... Or there are stupid fucking questions. Yeah. In fairness, I think he hated Carlton too. So I think, like, I mean, it'd be great, but I think he's the more type of person to be interested in hearing on a podcast. Oh, of course. And something like that. Well, half pissed. If you ever got the yeah, yeah the full story out of him. But you, yeah. you tend to get more out of him now. So but I'm you need, hoping... You need three hours of him being able to talk what he wants to talk about, not yeah. asking him questions oh. and then trying to force him to give an answer. Uh, but... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. That's a load of question. Yeah, he'd be interesting as fuck to yeah get the the whole story from yeah but yeah. Um, but 
I mean, it is a shame with the recruit, though, that the way they pick the players and stuff like that, that there's never... I mean, last year's winner spent a year and a half or two years on Port Adelaide's list, and I don't know if he even got a game for Port Adelaide Magpies, yeah, let sure. alone the power. He got delisted last year. Um, I, I don't know how they're going with the uh, the players that they put into the, the show yep. uh, this year, because like, I think they go from the amateur leagues and that kind of stuff. Yeah. What they should do is just get the players that nominated for the draft that didn't get picked up. Yeah. No. Like, I don't know. Uh, um, what's his Lockie name? Tiziani. Lockie Tiziani, that's right. Fucking healthy, should be in there. Yeah. Or even better than that, just go to the NBL. What do you mean better than that? There's no better than Lockie Tiziani. Yeah. Well, he'll be in the NBL anyway. He'll do what the fuck he wants. He can do anything. I think what you're trying to say is only one team can get Lockie Tiziani. So then after that, go to the NBL. But what, I, what I think, they still have the Foxtel Cup? No. Uh, well, bring that back. Out? Yeah, bring that back. And <laughs> when you pick the team of the Foxtel Cup like from all the amateur leagues, have them compete to be in the recruit. Um, do you remember a few years ago, there was... Uh, Channel oh, 7 machine. show I got a feeling it was um, oh what's his face the fucking Hutchie yeah. might have been Hutchie was hosting it and it was called The Team or something like that and it was uh, they created a team to play in the amateur leagues called nope. the Hammerheads right oh yeah I remember something God, it was about a couple that of years ago, and there right? were there was a couple of women in it and I don't know if there were a couple of women I don't remember that much it could very well have been but um, they were a team out of nowhere they recruited people and went in the amateur leagues and they ended up uh, David Reese Jones was the coach. Oh, okay. Um, they ended up uh, winning it, and then the next year the <laughs> show got cancelled, so the team's gone. Yeah, um, fair enough. But it was really interesting. Like I'd rather that they went that route some yeah. some way because it showed you all the little politics that go on with these um, suburban teams and that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. almost it was like called the club. The club. There yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, was pretty almost, close. Fuck. I was almost about to say it's almost like the movie The Club. <laughs> well, I, I'm guessing that's where they yeah. got that clever name from. Was yeah. it um, Hutchie that hosted it? Um. Well, the coach was David Reese jones as you mentioned. Blah, blah. No. Doesn't say. Um, yeah, they did attempt to have a woman, Debbie Lee, play on the team in competition games, but were ultimately stopped by the league. There you go. Um, that kind of thing uh, would, would be an, more interesting for the recruit. I know they play yeah. sort of one or two games here, but end yep. of the day, you know, the players that uh, went through it last time round, which wasn't last year, it was year before. Yeah, um, yeah they're gone. So it never really... Um, got into it. They were on a AFL list, and yeah, exactly. Beyond that, um, which is surprising, you know, in this day and age where you get um, more mature age players uh, making their debuts and getting yeah. picked up by clubs. So you thought it would have been a more fruitful um, venture than what it ended up yeah. being. Because also, I think that model would work really well if because you had the youngsters who are competing for the um, winner of whatever the program is going to be called. But if that was a, a free spot on any list that they chose, the a or AFL or the producer of the show, whoever was yep. footing the bill for it, would pay that person's salary for the one year following it. So it is a, literally a free pickup for a club. Oh, it was. It was like a Category B rookie or, or right. some shit like that. Yep. Um, and essentially, you know, uh, a few clubs said, yes, we are interested in this person. And then that person got to pick their club. Yeah. And I think the, the lad that won it picked Port. Um <laughs> And yeah, like I said, Dickhead. never really. Um, I don't know if he played many games for even the Magpies, let alone the the, the Power. Imagine yeah. what that'd be like, though. You go from winning a reality TV show, having all this profile and everything, goes, I pick you, and you turn up and it's like, mate, you're pick number forty four for us. Yeah. Like you got to work your fucking ass off to even be yeah. at bottom level. You ain't no Kardashian <laughs> unless you want to suck dick. You're not going anywhere. But I think that's just the story of all reality TV, isn't it? It's just use and abuse them, and then dick. when they actually have to go back, well, that's called red tube. Um, until they go back into real life and they realise, hang on, that's right, 
I'm a fucking nobody, aren't I? <laughs> well, I gotta say, you've had what 27, 28 seasons of the Ultimate Fighter, and there's yeah. you know in the UFC, and there's been probably three or four that have been real contenders to come out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, even on that show, I mean, that's a little bit different. Um, but the guys that end up being workhorses, like they're the real winners yeah. out of that. Yeah, they always have a contract. Like Michael Bisping. Bisping, I was thinking even back further, like Chris Bisp- um, Lieben. Chris Lieben, yeah. And Joe Lozon. Koshek. Koshek's yeah, the first um, one, I think. It's mm, especially mm. like Koshek, um, he even got up to, you know, uh, fight for the belt. Yeah, he got fucked up by GSP. Yeah, he got real bad. to death. <laughs> Chris Lieben was never uh, yeah. in the title picture, but he had a 10-year career. Yeah. Like, that's a fucking winner right there. What was the UFC one alumni? Strange... Uh, the, the guy who never never fought in the UFC because he was just fucking tormented during the um, first season I don't remember the first season yeah. to be honest yeah. the Canadian guy with the, the beard who everyone they pissed on his bed and all that shit oh Lieben did yeah, he yeah. just spritzed yeah and they really fucking tore him up so much that he, he couldn't compete he couldn't do anything after that Man, I don't yeah. remember that dude's nah, name I, can't remember. I don't even remember watching the first season like, I remember seeing the highlights of it but I remember physically watching the whole season yeah, it was, it was a good show. Anyway, so that's going to be the recruit this year. Did, did you watch any? You didn't watch any of it the first time around? A little bit, yeah, a little yeah. bit. I actually didn't mind the show. I thought it was well, like, I mean, Vossi was the, the coach yeah, on the show, yeah. um, straight out of uh, the, the Brisbane gig. So yeah. it's going to be very interesting. I think you'll get a real insight into Mick Malthouse as the mentor yeah. or as the coach. Yeah. Um, and I think it's going to be... Uh, that is worth watching. Never yeah. mind the players are going to get a chance at, the, at stardom. Yeah. But it, it's going to be... Uh, Malthouse is going to be the, the feature for it. And it's people like that that you'd want to see in that show. The other one who I think, when when the time's ready, would put his hand up would be Choco Williams. I was exactly like going... Yep, Choco Williams. Yeah, it'd, it'd be, be brilliant awesome to see what they should do behind closed doors. Because that's what yeah. he said. He's always had the best rap from the people who had to deal with him on a day-to-day basis yeah. but the media loved to hang him out to dry and, and put him as a scapegoat, uh, scapegoat. you mean Chock yeah yeah. yeah I, I don't think the media's ever really hung him out have they well, yeah he was coaching Port or when he was coaching Port yeah that's oh, what I mean actually, but, I think it was more his board that hung him out yeah but I mean the media going to follow suit but I was in Adelaide back. then as well yeah. so okay the guy I was talking about earlier uh, Jason Thacker Strange Brew Strange Brew okay. Strange Brew yeah I remember um, so anyway it's going to be really good to watch with Mick Malthouse um, speaking of bringing things back the Legends game got a reprieve um, this week. Did it? The Because uh, it's usually the EJ Witten's Legends game. But yep. there's been a little bit of an issue because um, there's, you know, the EJ Witten Foundation owns the the intellectual property for the EJ Witten's Legends game. Right. And there's been some issues about how the money's been spent and what's gone through and blah, blah, blah. So a bit of that lately. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Very interesting. Um, so what they've done is it looks like, and I think it'll be announced in the next couple of days if it hasn't been already, they're going to come back and just call it the Channel 9 All-Star Game. Yep. One team's going to be the EJ Witten's team. Right. And they'll just give money to them instead of the EJ Witten's um, yep. foundation running it. Yep. The other team's going to be the Shane Warne. Ah, uh, For the Shane Warne Foundation. So All right. that's where it comes back in. Um, but they reckon that they're going to um, give 100% of the gate to you know, split it evenly amongst the teams yep. or, or they play for the, the cash. Yep. You know, for the, the prize, and Channel Nine's going to foot the the bill for everything else to to put the game on oh, at, yeah. at, yeah. at uh, yeah. They reckon last time they played it, it was the fourth most tele uh, watched game of the year. Really? Yeah, well, I think it's on Wednesday Holy nights shit. too, and it's it's a bit of fun. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's on midweek. It's on Channel Nine, which don't usually hold. Yeah. It. Remember? Yeah. Oh, that's right. They had the stupid. Um, they didn't know who won because of the clock, and they fucked it up and oh, won that's for right. about yeah. ten minutes. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. Yeah, 
So if they can change that, that'd be great. Yeah. To be honest, I, I personally don't give a fuck about the Legends game. But only because they'll put people in there who aren't Legends at all. Like the media personalities and that. And it's like... Like Strawny. Yeah, I've got no fucking interest in watching you try and kick a goal from 20 out and fuck it up. I've got no time for Strawny, to be honest. He, he's played out. Look, put him on a stage, tell jokes. Sweet. All good. Yeah, tell jokes. Not just not Strawny. Not interested in watching him play footy on TV. Yeah, he was funny for a bit. I bought his book. It had two jokes in it. Mm, they were pretty funny jokes. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Four bucks. They went for 60 pages each. I like Forrest Griffin, who refers to his books as how many shits it takes, takes to read them. <laughs> like, yeah, this one's a two-shitter. <laughs> Good job, Forrest. Um, so, yeah, that'll be something else. Anyway, it gets a few of the um, the guys back out there. and It's funny. I think, um, what's his name? Richie Vandenberg. He used to take those games pretty seriously. <laughs> yeah. It was, oh, yeah. There's another one I can't remember now. Um, so, next thing up, um, Port Adelaide finally had their best and fairest. Yeah, um, that's right. It's good to see. It's, it's nearly into next uh, the, the following year, but they've finally held it. You know, it was tough to find a fairest. <laughs> um, they, uh, I think they booked their best and fairest, you know, because they wanted to get the all the um, the premiership parades out of the way. Uh, um, you know, yeah. they had their, yeah. their so, yeah. statewide tour booked. Yep. And just wanted to wait until that was all settled before they had the best and fairest dinner. Um, otherwise, a, a flawless plan. Um, a flawless plan in their uh, in the way they've done it. So, right. But anyway, they finally decided to do the obvious and give it to Robbie Gray um, for his second one. Yeah. But yeah, so that means that uh, they can finally put all the the best and fairest uh, totals for for all the clubs up. Yeah, the funny part to me is that... Yeah, I don't like... want to watch the Port Adelaide one either. <laughs> oh, I thought you'd already seen it. You, here you go. <laughs> what? Go where you're going. No, I've already seen it now. I was just checking the total votes, and it looks like Melbourne got a bit cheeky and thought, you know what, we're just going to give fuck tons of votes and just have the, the biggest voting amount. Because each club votes differently uh, in the points factor, yeah? Yeah, it's always the yeah. the, the systems they do it are always different. So who, who did have the most votes then? Looks what... like, uh, well, from quick glance there, Melbourne... Melbourne with over... Th- oh, no. Look at that. The Swans. Oh, shit. Swans have given Kennedy 831. That's just fucking cheeky. I think that's just an allowance. That's the for- cola allowance. <laughs> <laughs> they've, taken, they've taken it to a different level. It's almost like in Broken Hill when you did your HSC. They gave you a couple extra points just because you're from Broken Hill. Regional allowance. I love that yeah. shit. Um, yeah, so I think Sydney really took it uh, took it to heart that Josh Kennedy didn't make the All-Australian side and given him 800 votes. Yeah, the, yeah. Was the next vote getter was on three. The thing is, for Port Adelaide, when you look at, you've got Robbie Gray winning, Chad Wingard, and Jack Homsch. Homsch. Who the fuck is Jack Homsch? <laughs> like, off seriously, the it was really yeah, right. one of two ever, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, sad to see Butcher didn't make the top 10. No, no, no I don't, don't know if he made the top 30. <laughs> I, don't know if, I don't know if they told him it was on. Oh, I'm keen to go. I want to see how I go. Uh, Butch, mate, you might want to stay home. I think, I think Better Homes and Gardens is on or something. Just, you know. It is interesting, chill out. Best and, um, best and fairest, because they're the only chances that um, key backmen have. Yeah, getting yep. any awards. Cause exactly. There is no backman's award. There's the Brownlow, which is the midfielder's award. There's the yeah. Coleman, which yeah. is for um, you know goal kicking, so the forwards. Yeah. Backman, yeah, you better hope you're best and fairest, you stand out. And the thing is, if you didn't make the finals, you probably didn't kick enough goals. That's so it. it's hard to give, you, give your forward lines the, the best and fairest. But I like Richmond, who... Let's be honest, counting isn't really their strength. <laughs> so they keep it low. <laughs> so they always keep it all right. If, if it's a yes, one. If it's like binary. <laughs> one for yes, zero for no. And I think the highest one was Alex Rance with 76. 
not bad. Although it is a bit concerning that uh, Richo still finished in the top six. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, so I think the fan votes might have come in a bit there. Um, but I mean, yeah, Alex Rance took home the Jack Dyer medal, and uh, Josh Gibson got the Peter Gibb- uh, Peter Crimmins medal for Hawthorne. So yeah, a couple of key backmen getting getting amongst it there. Yeah, I yeah, I think we said it before, but it would be good if there was a, a backman's you know uh, medal like Defender of the Year or type yeah. of shit. The only the only problem is that if you had an award night, you wouldn't be able to hold it anywhere. No one wants a whole room full of drunk backmen. Oh, are you kidding me? It'd be awesome. <laughs> You'd need to have fucking padded walls, hose down floor. It'd be fucking lethal. Like so, you, everything is about this has sounded great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the for, we'll get, the, for the butt. What's the con? We'll get Dana White on board. <laughs> we'll just have Eddie Had covered in sheets and spray it down afterwards. It'd be fucking great. Get back to run the night. I mean, obviously, Danny Frawley is going to be the MC. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Danny Southern uh, cross live d- down to the floor. <laughs> How's it going? Next year, fucking yeah. e. Special comments by Mick Malthouse. Next year, Mick Martin. Martin. <laughs> 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 you fucking knob job. Yeah, I was getting the joke out before the before the set up there. <laughs> Is, you I was, Mick Park. I was going in the same spot. Um, the Brisbane Lions, obviously, we had the the four way tie, but it is good that they've signed up uh, their best and fairest today. Yeah, um, for an extension. Three out of four best and fairest signed up today. No shit. Extension. So not a bad effort to have three out of four best and fairest. Fucking all sign up. Um, Zorko, pick up your game, mate. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> how much does it cost to get you another? Yeah, just to join the your other your other three. Sign an extension. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you signed up through the twenty twenty-five. Yeah. And that's the thing is they were scared just to give it to one person in case the rest of them went, fuck <laughs> this, I'm out. Hey, I'm leaving. That's it. If you're gonna give one best and fair something, <laughs> yeah. you have to give it to them all. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Moving on to Carlton, I found it pretty funny that five of the board rescinded their right to vote. That's why the highest highest place getter was sixty eight. <laughs> um he he wins the uh the traditional um Jack Elliott plastic uh, paper bag <laughs> yeah <laughs> and a contract another club um it was uh, during the week too that uh, we might have mentioned it last week that it wasn't guaranteed that mark murphy was going to be captain um next year but yep. um that so now that we've done um the draft and all the best and fairest have done that's the next thing to start stirring up is yeah. uh, if there's going to be any captain's shifts yeah so we haven't had any new captains announced yet for, for, for next year um, this, I don't know that's pretty rare yeah um, they're having uh, no captain changes going into the new season oh there's definitely rumblings of captain changes taking place a few of them but it's just a matter of um, them coming out but I'm guessing we're just sort of coming back from holidays and obviously people like Zaharakis have been overseas for a while doing yep. their own thing so Essen probably waiting for him to come back to tell him in person he's got the captaincy no I, I don't think they give it I mean it's going to be Dyson Heppel if Essendon change it up is he a good captain though yeah I think so yeah. like, like we said with that um, episode when um, Brendan Goddard was cracking the shits and he went yeah. and grabbed him by the scruff of the neck and said hey mate head in the fucking game yeah um, I think that shows yeah no that, that's fair enough that um, he, he's willing to you know challenge anybody yeah because you know, Goddard's been around he, yeah 200 plus games or something I don't yeah. know it was about that but he's played in grand finals which you know um, obviously uh, Heppel hasn't yep um, and he's willing to go up and say, mate, head in the fucking game. Yeah. Well, the, the thing is, though, with captaincy, it doesn't necessarily have to be the best player. And we've talked about this before. No. It's just someone who fucking loves the club. Yeah. yeah he's going to do the right thing and, and be a leader. Mm. Um, we keep saying Nick Maxwell's the, the greatest um, example of that. Yeah. Not the best player, but he was the best captain for that side, without yeah. a doubt. Yeah, he was picked as a specialist captain for a few games, too. Yeah. yeah. Just about. Well, I mean, AB. 
Yeah. Hey, he was a specialist captain <laughs> for a while. Is, yeah, I think, and Tubby did his fair, fair stint <laughs> as a specialist captain too. <laughs> You've never seen a first slip be so permanent. Yeah, or a straight drive block for <laughs> five overs to kick off the... Well, not when England's not playing anyway. It's true. Um, there's uh, other rumours about other captains moving on. That it could be time that uh, Lukey Hodge hands it over. Well, what the fuck else has he got to do? I'm going to say, there's not many people that are going to say they've uh, been a triple premiership captain. Um, so it's not a bad time. I think it, it probably is time as well. There's a few of the off-field shit. Uh, no, actually, the on-field shit is even worse. Yeah, yeah. He was suspended <laughs> yeah. for five games this year. Yep. And I think out of the five games he was suspended, Hawthorne lost at least three. Yeah. Um, so I think you've got to say, mate, you've, you've done well. I mean, but he's probably, you know, the, the best finals player going around at the minute, if not ever. And yeah. Well, you may as well say they lost them all because a couple of the wins were against like GWS or something when they were fucked. Actually, so. no, GWS was one of the losses. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah that struggled. I was going to say, there's some sort of theory going, you know, especially we're talking about UFC, where the older person gets, the more they need to rest up before they yep. perform at the best. So yep. there's probably something to Hodgie playing better after having uh, those breaks, <laughs> yeah, those yeah. forced breaks, just to let the body recover and proper recuperation. And I mean, he played well when it mattered. So. And speaking of Hawthorne and, and the best and fairest, like I was saying, if you have a look at Hawthorne's uh, top five best and fairest, four of them are over 30. Um, so that, that kind of resting, yeah, you wouldn't mind it. Yep. Um, just looking at two, six of the top seven are four-time premiership players. Yeah, there you go. Um, so uh, what else we got going on in the world of AFL? I ain't got shit. Well, we can look at the other uh, BNFs. Because who else is going in there that... Uh, might look at moving. Heath Shaw winning GWS is pretty cool. I think uh, he's really coming to his own at GWS. Yeah, he's had a good year. Um, he's had a good few years, I think. he's As a sort of a backline general, he's doing the job that they need back there. Yeah, well, that's coming off GWS last year was uh, Shane Mumford. So they've done well with their recycle players. Mm. Um, but uh, unfortunately, you know, you want some of the younger players to actually bob up now and say, yeah. you know, here I am. Yeah, and, and, and stick around. At and Collingwood. Stay. If you had have said, oh, he's sure he's got a good head on his shoulders, people would be like, nah, nah, nah you yeah. fuck right off. Well, I yeah. think, you know, that um, bit of a wake-up call when you get moved <laughs> on um, and the when his name would have been thrown on the trade table or um, the discard pile, yeah. I don't think there was every club jumping it, yeah. at it. You know, there might have yeah. been, well, obviously there was one, yeah. um, GWS, where he ended up, but I don't know if there was many others. So that might have been a bit of a... Um, what do you call it? Uh, a realization of your own mortality. Hmm. Yeah, but I also, think also coming into a team with so many youngsters, he would have been thrust straight into that mentorship role, into a leadership role. Yeah, yeah. But and, I think it's easy yeah. for him to demand respect in that club because at Collingwood, he got much more out-and-out stars, much more egos, and yep. for someone like that, yeah, it would have been harder for him to actually get that respect of the players and have an impact from sort of the backline. But also, you wonder if a, a guy like him, he could be a victim of being overcoached sometimes because it doesn't seem like he can process too much at once. Yeah, that's true. Um, so. Sometimes going into a club where it's just like, all right, we got one coach for the back line and he'll give you some ideas, but otherwise you're on your own. Yeah. It could be exactly the sort of approach he needs rather than having sports scientists, performance managers, all that other crap they've got. Yeah, probably overmanaged or something like that. Just yeah, I mean, you know, in our expert opinion, having no, in, <laughs> no insight at all. Well, I mean, if you're down on this podcast, you're probably interested in our opinion, so yeah. Yeah, can, would, why not? One would hope. Yeah, yeah. Aaron Sanderlin's getting one vote per centimetre of height with 282. It's not a bad effort from uh, Sandy. I mean, obviously, if Fife played a whole season, mm. it'd be his. Um, he still, what did he manage fourth there um, by only playing twelve games? Um, it's not yeah. a bad effort, really, for the Brownlow yep. medalist. 
Mm. But um, yeah, no, I mean, uh, not many ruckmen. I, I imagine that uh, Goldstein won north, right? Um, would have had to have. Oh, yeah, by far and away. Yeah. Um, I see Harvey's up there. Luckily, he didn't score a point per centimetre, or else he'd be probably about 50th. <laughs> Um, but, um, I like how they put count back between fifth and sixth. Like yeah, anyone gives a fuck. You got to make sure you get it right. But uh, considering sixth is swallow, probably an in-house bet there. So. <laughs> well, it could be the captaincy on the line. I'm going to say, if it was an in-house bet, I guarantee you Harvey. <laughs> I was made money. <laughs> Goldstein was the bookkeeper. <laughs> yeah. So um, anyway, geez, imagine Goldstein loaning Harvey money. How does that play out in fantasy? <laughs> yeah, Goldstein will never fucking take that take that wager on um, other AFL news this week there was uh, I think Nick Natanui um, put up on Instagram yeah. a nice little uh, a photo or a no, video sorry of uh, Oscar Judd in yeah. an Eagles oh, really? Um showing that he is clearly uh, he's on the Eagles side of things if it ever comes to father and son yeah. well was ever really uh, I mean once the contract's up and the paycheck stopped yeah, surely so. he's going to say the minute um, Chris Judd took off the Vizzy, I mean the Carlton jersey, <laughs> um, Oscar was always. I, I think actually, honestly, I think Vizzy's going to get him yeah. rather than the Eagles. Yeah, or well, Carlton. you know, yeah. Oscar's already um, signed up to a twenty-year contract for Vizzy, uh, doing the a recycling engineer. Apparently, yeah, I, I think he's already. You know, he's doing his uh, apprenticeship there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't think he's going to worry about the father and son. I think they're going to be making too much money as it is. And let's be honest, you're Chris Judd. You'd be like. He's fucking West Coaster, right? He ain't going down that <laughs> shithole. <laughs> um, so uh, that was a, a good pickup for them already. Although it'll be interesting to see what the father and son bidding's like in t- 20 years' time when he goes through. This well, is he, true. They might have to give blood samples or some <laughs> shit. And plus seven next year's picks and, and I don't know, points in the, in the regular season. Um, you have to give up four goals per game. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure most AFL players aren't really willing to give their DNA to any uh, law enforcement <laughs> agencies at all. We've been down that route. Um, so is that it for footy? We got nothing yeah. more to add? No, I got nothing. Um, we'll move on uh, to other sports then. Um, did you uh, manage to catch uh, the, the cricket um, over in India? No, I didn't actually. Days? No. no. Um, India playing South Africa. Yep. Um, three test series, India up 2-0. Give them a bit of a hide in the first innings. Um, yep. So India has set them 450 um, to win and two days to bat. Right. So is South it, Af- is it in India? In India. Holy shit. Yep. Yeah, so they're fucked up. They scored, I think, 120 in the first inning, South Africa. Right. And they're a great batting side, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, so set 450 to win with uh, five sessions to bat. And they yep. went, right, we're fucking staying this out. So right. First day... <laughs> 79 overs, yep. 74 runs. Oh, oh God. Oh, my God. Hashim Amla, at one stage, I think he was 20 off uh, 180 balls. Yeah. Um, so, you know, him and uh, A.B. de Villiers. A.B. de Villiers, one of the most destructive batsmen going around, yep. has decided, nah, fuck you. So, uh, let's see. Amla, he went uh, he went at 10 runs, uh, a strike rate of 10. Right. Um, so, he scored th- uh, 25 off 244 balls. <laughs> Not a bad effort there. Um, AB de Villiers, 43 off 297 balls. Jesus. That's basically a one-day innings he's faced, and he scored 43 runs. Jesus. So the, the blockathon, as I was calling it. How would, you be, how would you be commentating that? I'm drunk. Be drunk. Yeah, sure, you just, you'd advocate picture in picture and say, look, just leave it up in the corner of the screen and watch something else. Uh, Mornay Morkel, he's got to sort himself out. He scored two runs off six. 
Oh, um, so going at 33, um, a strike rate of 33. He's not a fucking team player, that bloke. Exactly. And I mean, fucking glory thing, hog. There's one thing Nelson Mandela taught us is that South Africans are patient. <laughs> <laughs> They've done it well. <laughs> they, they almost got there. They batted for about four sessions, I think, and scored 143 off 143.1 overs. Oh, my God. Um, so, I mean, it was the India's greatest test win ever. Um, by margin because they won oh, by right. fucking 300 right. odd who cares 300 yeah. odd runs um, but geez, I tell you what there's some patience out there to bat for that long especially in India in India like on days 4 and 5 mate the spot bookies were going nuts <laughs> so the crowd was going off <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, it's not a packed crowd but everyone's waving around tickets <laughs> I saw somebody on the you know Crick Info which do a great job with their um, commentary in between ball ball yeah. ball yeah. was yeah. saying uh, can we set it up can we have a, a run notification <laughs> yeah. send us a push notification in time there's a run it, uh, it's because you remember was it Adelaide when Faf du Pleu in his first game battered for a whole fucking day oh that's right yeah yeah so this is that taken to the absolute extreme yeah um, but uh, I don't know if I wanted South Africa to get to a draw um, for the sake of that um, that result to say that they've pissed off the Indians by batting for five sessions and doing nothing yeah it is and I'm sure it pissed off both teams so for me that's a win <laughs> <laughs> but I mean the weird part of it was is a three test series and they were down 2-0 no, it was a four-test series, and they were down 2-0, and this is the final test. Oh, really? So it's not like they were saving um, the, the series or going for a trophy or anything. Right. It was just... Let's, just being belligerent bastards. It was just um, five... Or it's, no, what it would have been? Um, ten hours of fuck you. Yeah. Because I can. <laughs> anyway, India um, got through them in the end. And no doubt there was a packed crowd as well, so... Oh, it's India. Yeah. Um, all right, so that was uh, cricket. We got the West Indies test that starts this week. That'll be boring as shit. Yeah. I think they're going to fuck them up. And that's what we were saying last week was that it's really a shame that we didn't get to play a five-test series against the Kiwis, but next that's time they should know. Yeah. I think the Big Bash League starts this week. Yeah, which will overshadow the test against West Indies on every day except for Boxing Day. I think it's got a good chance to. Yeah. Well, it's going to be more interesting because like, people will be trying. Even if West Indies happen to beat Australia, you know, besides the bookies making a fucking killing, um, it's not going to be an exciting match. No. It'll be because Australia had a batting collapse and they just managed to blast enough runs. But it's still not going to be exciting cricket. Whereas the Big Bash, it's going to be pretty fun. Yeah, every night, you know, there'll be a new game on. And um, is Freddie Flintoff coming out? I think he's coming out again. I hope commentary, so. Commentary, if He'd not have playing. to be, surely. Because he was the if best he's not thing doing his fish and chip truck. Yeah, he was awesome. Um, this is, I think the best thing to come out. I think KP was out last year. I don't know if he's. Yeah, he's coming out. He's again. coming out. Yeah, um, which is fantastic. It'd yeah. be good to see Maxwell going around again too, because he he is one of those amazing players to watch. Well, he's not in the test side, so there's a good chance he'll be playing most of the big. Uh, yeah, big yeah, that's what I mean. yeah, fill the whole lot out. Yeah, it'd be great. We haven't seen him for uh, since the World Cup, I think. Yeah, uh, I remember? No, I don't, I don't remember. Um, which you know, obviously he had a great World Cup. So hmm. yeah, all right. So uh, we might have to wrap it up there. Yep. All done. All right. Another week. See you next Tuesday. Peace.